Well, here we are at day two of Content Marketing World Sydney, the conference put on by the Content Marketing Institute, of course, Joe Polizzi and Robert Rose and all the good people there who have put this conference on and brought it to Sydney. Uh, My name is Troy Dean from WP Elevation and I'm up here covering the event for the WP Elevation podcast. The big takeaway to come out of day one was the uh, fact that There's no point just producing content for the sake of producing content. Uh, You know, one of the things that I've been talking a lot about on the podcast and with the guests that we've had on the podcast over the last 18 months is to hit the publish button, is to produce content. But one of the things that really came out of of day one's uh, um, presentations and, and talks and networking is that there's no point hitting the publish button if you don't have a strategy in place. And what does that strategy look like? Um, who is it that you're targeting? Why are you producing the content in the first place? That was the big question that came out of day one. Why are we doing this in the first place? Day two, um, we're going to get some uh, some tactical, we're going to get more tactical on day two. The presentations on day two are going to be going deeper into some of the tactical stuff, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, So the big takeaway from day one, why are we producing this content in the first place? Uh, Day two, there's a bunch of people I'm looking forward to interviewing, and I'm going to start by interviewing Geraint Holliman. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Now, Geraint Holliman is a fellow of the Chartered Institute of Marketing and a chartered marketer from the UK. Um, He's a regular blogger and speaker, and he also uh, authored one of the first ever academic papers published on content marketing in October 2014. It was uh, called B2B Digital Content Marketing, Marketers' Perceptions of Best Practice. And Geraint is now head of content marketing at the leading UK technology agency, Direction Group. Uh, Geraint Holliman, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Lovely to be here. Thanks very much. Um, For those that don't know who you are or what your current position is, just give us a little bit of uh, information about your current role at uh, Direction Group. Yeah, I'm head of uh, content marketing at Direction Group. I also form another role of head of strategy, but most of my time at the moment is spent with clients on content marketing, content marketing delivery and strategy. So pretty much 95% of my time is there. Fun, fun. Um, in your, by your definition, what is content marketing actually? Well, content marketing is using information which is useful and helpful that allows customers to make better decisions in their buying process. So we find ways of delivering that, con- that information through content devices, uh, and by doing so in a relevant, compelling, and timely way, customers make better decisions. And why do you think for the average uh, small to medium business owner or marketer, why do you think they should be paying more attention to content marketing now? Well, I think it's because they can control it more and they don't, what small businesses particularly, they don't have the resources to be able to broadcast their messages uh, using media channels because it's too expensive and the wastage is too high. So I always say to people, look, if you're a small business, think about the things that you do best and are most useful and helpful Find interesting ways to describe that and then use that to, uh, once you've created that content, uh, amplify that to your existing customers and and to their friends and LinkedIn and uh, social uh, 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 kind of um, chain, if you like, so that actually what you get is an organic reach of your information and your, um, your uh, your content such that people will actually consume it and use it to help it will be more helpful for them 
Um, that sounds like a bit of a masterclass you're giving here. Oh, sorry, pro- I was trying to do that in 30 seconds. Yeah, that's <laughs> How can I say it in 30 seconds? <laughs> worth the price of admission alone. If, for someone just starting out yeah. and, and they know that content marketing is something they need to be doing, but they're not really sure where to start, what's the number one thing they should do? Do you know what? I, it's fun, a lot of people say this to me. I always say to people, look, do you know what? First thing you do is, what is your story? What is it about you? Where are you going? Why are you going there? What are the big challenges you've got? And why are you the people to solve those challenges? And just write that down for yourself, almost as if you were telling somebody a story about your business. If you do that, I tell you what, creating content which delivers that story thereafter is a hell of a lot easier. A hell of a lot easier. And, and most small businesses have got a great story. They started their, re- their businesses for a reason. You know, there was some it was some catalyst for them to do it. Mm. So I so said, you know what your story is. You've just got to be able to articulate that. So find a way of articulating your story and then telling people that story. I think that would be the best thing that small businesses could do. And if there was one thing, if you could wave a magic wand in the next seven days and fix one thing about the content marketing strategies that, for you, that you're employing for yourself and your clients, what, what's, that, what's the biggest frustration that you've got there? Um, I think... Uh, <sighs> The, the biggest challenge that most marketers have, not just content marketers, is, is this notion of, of, of uh, return on investment. Um, because uh, businesses are under great pressure all the time to uh, make best use of the resources. Uh, and content marketing seems to be a better way of spending marketing money. So to be able to prove that, they have to be able to measure it and to actually measure the, the, the effectiveness of it and use that effectiveness to get more budget or to to reallocate budget from elsewhere so i think i think for me the biggest challenge is measuring and uh um, justifying content marketing grant holloman thank you for your time my pleasure thank you very much Andrew Davis, or Drew Davis as he's known, absolutely knocked it out of the park yesterday. He was the last presentation that I saw uh, at day one. Uh, He has written a book called Brandscaping. His 20-year career has taken him from local television to the Today Show. He's worked for the Muppets in New York. That's right, the Muppets, the Jim Henson uh, famous uh, TV show. He's marketed for tiny startups and Fortune 500 brands. He now travels the world speaking about content marketing at uh, business marketing events. In 2001, he co-founded Tipping Point Labs, where as the chief strategy officer, he and his team helped companies like Putnam Investments, Breville and TomTom. They built digital strategies for publishers like Rodale and Meredith, and for more than a decade, he's led the charge to change the way publishers think and how brands market their products in a digital world. I saw his presentation again today on day two, and I'm telling you, this guy is world class. Andrew Davis, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. For those that don't know who you are or what you do, tell us a little bit about your current role at the moment. Sure. At the moment, I just wander around the world speaking to uh, Tim Martin marketers and uh, business owners and anyone that will listen really uh, and talking about uh, you know how to really rethink the online universe and and see uh, much better results awesome and uh, the book that you've authored oh yeah the book I wrote is called brandscaping unleashing the power of partnerships and that's really focused on partnering with other people to get access to audiences you didn't know existed uh, and uh, it's, it's a fun read so by your definition we're here at content marketing world in Sydney what is content marketing Content marketing is uh, any piece of content that inspires people to act, uh, and it, it's it's um, 
uh, you know, it's, it's the kind of stuff that sends you on a journey. I mean, if you've, uh, like, I like James Bond movies, and James Bond could be considered, uh, you know, content marketing. I, went to, I, I watched uh, Skyfall, and I went out that next day and bought a bunch of cufflinks. So that's, that's content marketing to me. It, it doesn't have to be created by a brand. George Lucas uh, famously made more money out of the merchandise than he did the Star Wars trilogy films. Great content marketing, huh? Yeah, I mean, great content sells stuff. And and at the end of the... I mean, I came out of television and film. So for me, this makes a lot of sense. If you can create great content that inspires people to buy whatever you sell, then you're actually going to be really successful. So for the average small to medium business owner who's thinking about embarking on a content marketing strategy, what's the first thing they need to do? I think the first thing they need to do is decide exactly who they want to get to buy their stuff. Most people target way too broad. One of my mottos is get rich, target a niche. And the, the whole idea is that you've got to really dive deep to find the most valuable, highly passionate audience who will actually chart the path to success long term. So no matter what you are, no matter how big you are, I think the first question you have to ask is who exactly should I go after? And that's a hard question to answer. Usually people uh, shoot too broadly and they end up wasting a lot of money, time, and effort creating content or, or advertising or you know, targeting uh, much too broad of an audience in an online world. Andrew Davis, thanks for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Joe Polizzi, of course, needs no introduction. He is the founder of the Content Marketing Institute and the author of Epic Content Marketing. He's known as the godfather of content marketing and began using the term back in 2001. Uh, he, as I said, he's written a new book, Epic Content Marketing, as well as co-authored two other books, and he's overly passionate about the colour orange. This is Joe Polizzi. Joe Polizzi, it's a pleasure to actually meet you in three dimensions, and thank you for having me at the Content Marketing World. Sydney, how's it all going? It's, it seems to be going fantastic. As long as everyone's happy, then I'm happy. I must say, it's a fantastic venue, and the spread that they've put on here is just fabulous. The food and the coffee has been sensational all for the, for the whole two days, so thank you very much for looking after us. Well, if the content is great and the food is not good, you're not going to be successful. So you want to make sure that there's plenty of food and drink for everyone. Well, they're doing very well. Um, So we are here at Content Marketing Sydney. By your definition, what is content marketing? Lots of different definitions. I would the, the way that I'm positioning it more now is the idea that instead of creating content about my products and services and all kinds of other stuff, I'm looking to build a valuable audience that becomes an asset for the organization or startup or whoever it is. So that means I have to figure out what the audience's needs are and how I can create valuable, compelling, relevant content on a consistent basis in order to create some kind of behavior change. That could be, oh, at the end of the day, they're going to buy a product, or it could be maybe they'll stay longer as a customer, could be cross-sell, upsell, whatever the case is. Um, what we've seen in, for most large enterprises, they use it like a campaign, and it rarely works. Because in order to build a loyal audience over time through content, it takes time. It takes patience. It sounds um, complex and uh, potentially um, a, a time-consuming and resource-heavy thing for a business to implement. So I guess the question is, for a small to medium business owner or marketer, if they're, in, if they're about to embark on a content marketing strategy, what's the number one thing they should do first? I think the number one thing is to identify a content niche, niche area that you can actually look at and say, could we really be the leading informational provider on that topic in the world? And like seriously ask yourself that question. And if the answer is yes, or maybe there's a couple other providers, you say, okay, well, that's that's a good area. And then you can look at, would that impact the business if that happens? I, I like to look at it from the audience's perspective first and the, the content availability. So can you identify a content gap? It doesn't have to be... Um, resource intensive. 
actually some of the greatest case studies, and you know this, some of the greatest case studies out there are from startups. They don't have two nickels to rub together. Yeah. But the, the difference is, is they have, uh, they're so focused on a need and they don't need to say, look, we have to see increased leads in six months. And usually those programs fail. If you say, oh, we're going to build a loyal audience, and once we get that loyal audience after six months, let's see where we're at. And then how? what's the difference from that subscriber than everyone else? I think you make an important distinction there because if you can't own that space, you're just adding to the noise, aren't you? Like Robert said in his presentation, don't start a blog about in inbound marketing because you're just not going to own that space. But that's 99% of the content. Everybody goes out and says, oh, well, we're a manufacturing company, and we manufacture these widgets, so let's, uh, let's start creating all the kinds of content about the widgets and manufacturing. Oh, you know what? There's a thousand other companies doing the same thing. But you can go up, like Drew Davis talks about this really well, is, okay, start at the base. Of, you're, most companies start at the base of the tree. We have to go up the limbs all the way and find the one area that's still targeting an audience, but a small piece of that audience that we can own and we can be the resource. Small companies do this actually very, very well. That's why I think that, honestly... I get, you can't give me an excuse if you're a small company because I say it's actually much easier because you're creating the rules in this case. It's much harder to go into a large enterprise and say we're doing something different. You're absolutely right. Um, now you're leaving here, flying to Singapore. It's now Wednesday and Content Marketing World in Singapore is when? Tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be on a flight. I speak in uh, a couple hours, and as soon as that's done, I'm taking my luggage. I'm getting in a cab. I'll go on the flight. And then right after Content Marketing Sydney, we've got Intelligent Content Conference in San Francisco. We have two events in San Francisco. And then I'll pass out and head home to Cleveland. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for bringing Content Marketing World here to Sydney. It's been a pleasure to meet you, and thanks, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks. for Keep doing your thing, man. This is fantastic. Thank you. Jordana Borenstein is a humorist and a creative consultant. She loves creativity, online content, and is a big fan of any new Apple products. Uh, we should get along just fine. Jordana has worked as a journalist at the Herald Sun, an online music editor, and uh, has also sold out, uh, has performed sold out shows at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Her upcoming book is called Capture My Attention. It's set for release in May 2015. And when she's not helping others develop and enhance their own creativity and content skills, she hits the streets dressed as a giant Facebook like button. Jordana Borenstein, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I've got to ask, what is the difference between a humorist and a comedian? Because you call yourself a humorist, right? I do. It's a very interesting question. I guess in my mind, the difference would be that a comedian is just straight stand-up. So that would also involve sketch and improv and all sorts of comedy where you get up on stage. And a humorist is more about a comedian that does all of that other stuff as well as writing and working with businesses, which is what I do, and, you know, working on more different ways to incorporate humour into everyday life, not just on stage. Right. So I'm, I'm pretty sure there are probably comedians and humorists that would disagree with me, but... So you're perpetually taking the piss as opposed to a comedian who's just <laughs> taking the piss for a 45-minute set. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what comedy teaches you when you learn how to see the world differently and observe the world differently? You find comedy in everything. So it's actually been my salvation. So what do you actually do for clients and who, who's your typical client? I work with small business owners. I run my own workshops. And the focus for me very much within content marketing is content creation. 
that's my background. That's what I've done the most of. And I focus on ways to stand out by making your content more creative. That includes everything from voice, visuals, storytelling, um, finding our own creative qualities and bringing them out more and just applying that to your work to make it different because, you know, the online world is noisy and there is so much stuff. So in order to grab attention and get people to stop and take note of your message and, you know, the stuff that you want to share, you need to be different. So for those small business owners and marketers who are not convinced about the content marketing thing and they just think it's a fad and they think the internet's not going to last, why should they be paying attention to content marketing as a channel for generating new leads and new customers? First question I would ask is, do you enjoy watching infomercials? <laughs> do no. you enjoy Exactly. Do you enjoy watching infomercials where they say, this is our product and these are my six packs and this is how you can get it and this is how much it costs? No, nobody does. But if I was to sit down and, you know, actually show you a machine or show you show you how to use the machine or get you on the machine in a different way, it's basically, it's a soft sell instead of a hard sell. No one wants to be spoken at or sold to or screamed at or yelled at. I don't want you to come up to me with a megaphone telling me about your product. I want you to tell me about the value of it or tell me about your industry expertise or tell me about your insight, tell me about your knowledge and how I can actually apply that in my life and improve my life and make me better and make me more efficient and make me more productive and then I'm interested. So if someone's about to embark on a content marketing strategy as a small business, what's the first thing they should do? So you're asking me and my focus is on content creation. So the first thing they should do, it's a hard question. Well, as Joe would say, is start to put a strategy together, basically. You can't actually embark on a content marketing expedition if you don't have a strategy. So I would I would look to Joe's advice for that one. So most small business owners, when they think about content marketing, they get excited and they just yeah. start hitting the publish button without actually having some thought and some planning behind it. Well, I've actually had a discussion with Joe and so one of the things that he said was like a lot of people, you know, don't actually have a strategy. Um, I guess from my perspective, I would... I love ideas and ideas generation. And so how can you launch content marketing without knowing what sort of content you can offer? So I would look within, look at the content that you have, look at your team, work out what it is about you that is different to everyone else. What is your point of difference? How can you convey that in an interesting way? Is it a blog? Is it a podcast? Is it a, is it a top 10 tips image on Instagram, what can you share, what is rich, what is what is your knowledge that you can impart to others and then how can you communicate that in a way that is fun and engaging. Jordana, thank you for your time. No worries, thanks for having me. Jeff Bullis is a blogger, author, strategist and speaker and works with companies and executives to optimise their online personal and company brands with digital content and social media marketing. Uh, His blog is all about social media marketing, content marketing and digital marketing and his mission is to inspire and educate people how to succeed in business and life in a digital world. Jeff has built such a big following, specifically on Twitter that he now gets paid, he gets paid to travel around the world and speak at conferences, and he also just gets paid to attend conferences and write a blog post pre-conference and post-conference. He gets paid for the influence that he that he has because he has used content marketing to build such a massive following online. Jeff Bullis, welcome to the show. Thank you. For those that don't know who you are and what you do, just give us a brief introduction about what it is your role is. Uh, I started a blog uh, six years ago um, in the niche of social media marketing. And um, so, because I was 
passionately interested in what was happening in that space and I noticed there was uh, a lot of people obsessed with social media. So I went, there's something going on here. So I decided to start publishing about social media. And, and since then we have now about 4 million visitors a year, um, speak all around the world on social media and uh, written a book and it's been a fascinating journey to see the power of social media and so social media certainly wasn't a fad, it's, it, it became a very embedded trend in this social and mobile web. So you are a real life case study about how content marketing works. By your definition, what is content marketing? Content marketing is the use of creating the best content you can to actually then market to the world on the social web in real time that will attract opportunities to you. Those opportunities could be speaking, they could be monetizing your blog. So it's about, you know, HubSpot used to call it inbound marketing and I almost, I would use content marketing, inbound marketing in the same breath. Mm. Um, for, us, for the average small business owner who's thinking about embarking on a content marketing strategy, what would you say the first thing is that they should do before they start hitting the publish button? They need to understand what their audience's pain points are and create content around that. So they, a lot of small businesses do understand um, what the pain points are in their industry. Uh, basically not to actually create content about their products. So it's not a feature benefit content production chain. It's actually write about how can we solve people's problems. So there was actually a swimming pool company in the US, this is about six years ago, started creating uh, content around all the questions people had about constructing a pool. Mm. Now that sounds pretty boring, but he did so well that he actually during it happened during the uh, you know the big GFC, and they were the only pool company that grew rather than decline and grew enormously through the power of content that was published through their blog, and then they turned that into an ebook. In other words, that ebook became basically a guide to how what people should be looking for, the answers they needed when they wanted to go ahead and get a pool designed and built. And it's great positioning too because you know new customers look at you as the person who wrote the book on that and you're essentially educating other pool construction companies how to do their job. So it's a bit hard to argue with those guys on price then, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, you know, basically a lot of people didn't weren't prepared to publish online because they felt they were actually creating content that competitors could copy. Yeah. Um, the reality is your competitors already know what you're doing, okay? <laughs> so, you know, don't get too precious about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's the, what's, what's say, the, one of the most common mistakes that you see with people embracing content marketing? Uh, they create the content and expect the world to show up. Right. So you, Isn't that how it happens, Jeff? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently. Um, and, you know, with the internet world having about one billion websites, you've got a very crowded web space. So you've basically got to hustle your content. So content marketing is two words, content and marketing. marketing. Now, we spoke last night at length at the bar about the importance of telling story in content marketing. Um, because the reality is that you can learn how to from from so many different sources it's not funny so why do you think telling your unique story is important uh, because it humanizes because you need to touch not just minds but hearts and I, I think a lot of uh, small businesses have great stories that just aren't told so you need to people will listen to a, a story um, because as humans we've grown up you know listening to stories around the fire over the kitchen table and, and 
a story will touch people's heart and I think that will inspire people to take actions because there's two pieces to content I believe well there's more than two but um, one of them is actually inspiring people to take action as well as educating and also don't forget the human aspect we also like entertainment so entertain as well so I have a, a mantra sort of based around that it's called inspire educate inform and entertain mm. nice great advice Jeff Bullis thanks for your time a pleasure Jonathan Crossfield calls himself a storyteller, and I tell you, the man can tell a good yarn. I spent quite a bit of time with him at the bar last night listening to him. He's very engaging. He calls himself a storyteller because it's easier than than listing writer, digital marketer, journalist, copywriter, social media consultant, workshop trainer, event speaker, and angry blogger. He currently is a freelance... Um, he currently is a freelance uh, storyteller and works with small uh, business in terms of creating their content strategy. And he's on the judging panel for the Content Marketing Institute's annual Content Marketing Awards. Uh, he works with a variety of clients in the IT, digital marketing, and financial industry. And um, despite spending every waking moment staring at a blank cursor on a screen, he still finds time to squeeze out pages for a proposed non-fiction book on content uh, writing, while also trying to complete a novel. Here is Jonathan Crossfield. Jonathan Crossfield, welcome to the show. Thank you very much indeed for asking me. Now, for those that don't know you or what you're about, tell us a little bit about your current role and, and how you fit into the content marketing ecosystem. Sometimes I'm still trying to work out what I'm about, so <laughs> so so this this answer can change month by month. Um, my business card calls myself a storyteller, which um, I know that was the buzzword of last year, so I'm apologising for that, but. Um, it was the only way of um, finding the common thread between all the disciplines I do. I did, if I put social media consultant on, then they think I can't write. If I put writer on there, they think I can't do digital, and so on and so forth. It's like I, I've done all of these things, and the common thread is all of these are tools to be able to tell stories. And you service, who's your typical client? I do a lot of um, SMB, and primarily IT, because I spent a lot of years working for... Uh, one hosting company after another, um, which is among the, the driest IT technical topics you can imagine. Um, I, I describe uh, web hosting as like car tires. It's like the only day you care about car tires is the day your mechanic says you need to replace your tires, uh -huh. or you, you need to get the pink slip or the red show. That's the only day the consumer cares. Yeah. Um, and web hosting is the same. The people you're vlogging it to is like, they don't care about web hosting. They don't wake up in the morning uh, wanting web hosting. That's right. They, uh, they want to improve their business online or they want to get a, their blog out there because they've got something to say. It's like the goal is completely different to the product. And that, I think, was the, um, a good deep end for me to be thrown into to work out how do you make that relevant to the people you're trying to get to when they don't care about your product mm. and they don't care about you. Mm. So how, how do you do that? By uh, working out what it is they're trying to achieve. Mm. For, so for example, web hosting, uh, if we're talking small businesses, which who are, who are a lot who uh, A, need to get online and B, are the most, uh, the least technically able to do so. Mm -hmm. they, they are very 101 level. Um, so that's why we created Net Magazine, for example, which was not a technical magazine. It wasn't Computer World. It wasn't IT News. It was about um, online business in that 101 fashion. How do you set your pricing online? What are the 10 things to look for when choosing a shopping cart? Um, uh, case studies of businesses that to inspire you about how they're using digital in interesting ways, you know, you know, debunking social media myths, all that. The stuff that... Um, 
they will read out of interest along the journey towards realizing, you know what, I could do this too if I had a website or if I, and, and then you don't even need to um, talk about web hosting because it will become a natural extension of them following that through. And of course that magazine was put out by Net Registry, right? It was, yes. So a great example of content marketing. We're not here selling you our hosting services, we're here no. educating you, and then when you need hosting services, hopefully we'll be your vendor of choice. That's, that was exactly the strategy, and it worked extremely well, um, because I mean, it was a magazine that made it into news agencies, and it was, of course there was also online components and uh, behind it where you could get assets from the website, and there were training classes and workshops. The whole, with the whole range of contents that you could put around um, the, this idea of like you know well, what do small businesses care about? What are they trying to learn? What are, what questions are they asking? And providing that information, um, and above anything else, it just means that you earn their trust. Yeah. You, they they know that you are talking on the same late. You've got their interests at heart. You're you're talking about the same things that they care about, and therefore you. And also because your brand is in front of them, you're atop of them for consideration when the time does come. Yeah. Fabulous. Jonathan Crossfield, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. Amanda Gome is one of the people I was really, really looking forward to meeting at the Content Marketing World Conference up here in Sydney. For those that don't know, Amanda has been publishing for more than 25 years as a journalist, editor, publisher, CEO, and entrepreneur. Uh, of course, she was the force behind brands such as BRW, The Fast 100, Smart Investor. Uh, she was one of the founders, if not the founder, of Smart Company, Startup Smart, and Property Observer. And she's now Group Head of Strategic Content and Digital Media at ANZ, one of the four big banks here in Australia, and is Associate Editor of Blue Notes, which is a new ANZ. Z News uh, brand newsroom, if you like. I was very excited to meet Amanda Gome. Amanda Gome, it's a pleasure to meet you and welcome to the show. Thanks, Troy. Uh, we are here, oh, for those that don't know, um, for those who have been living under a rock for the last 10 years and don't know who Amanda Gome is, tell us a little bit about your background <laughs> and what your current role is. Uh, so I've been a journalist for 25 years um, as a uh, reporter, business, always a business, business reporter, publisher, CEO, running my own media company, um, and then back to Fairfax putting their business publications online. Uh, and now I'm at the ANZ Bank heading up social and digital media. And of course, you also started Smart Company website, yeah? Yes, I started Smart Company, Startup Smart, and a number of my own online businesses. Awesome. Well, it's, a, it's great to actually meet you in 3D for the first <laughs> time. Uh, we are here at Content Marketing World in Sydney. Um, by your definition, what is content marketing? Well, I call it uh, brand journalism. Uh, that's what it should be. It should be uh, quality content that seeks to uh, engage a customer or community uh, exactly the same as normal journalism, except it's done by a brand. Mm, nice. It's a nice distinction um, from what I've been hearing other people talk about. The journalistic thing is certainly something that I haven't heard a lot of. Um, for the average small business owner, if they're thinking about embarking on a content marketing strategy with limited resources and limited time, what's the first thing they should do before they start hitting the publish button? 
Well, they need to find uh, somebody that can help them understand what they're doing because it is quite specialised and everybody thinks of themselves as a bit of a writer. Uh, so that nice, you know, guy or, or girl in marketing will say, I can do that. Well, no, they can't. Uh, it is a certain set of skills and you'll save yourself a lot of heartache by actually sitting down with someone and saying, what's my strategy? What's the business value that I'm going to get from this? Uh, how, you know, what's, what's, what do I want to do longer term so I don't just do a, you know, sit, set something up and, and, and leave it after five minutes? Um, and then what's the best way to do it? And we've been hearing a lot over the last couple of days about the importance of telling story. How does, a, how does the average small business, like what, what's, what's maybe some of the steps they can go through to work out what their story is and what their point of difference is so that they're not just contributing to the noise online? Yeah, you've always got to look at what, what do you want to achieve with this? So what is your strategy? Uh, and then you have to look at your audience. What are they going to want to hear from you that is going to then contribute to that strategy? Uh, so they're the two really important places to start. And um, final question, if, if, um, if you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing about the content strategies that you're working on at the moment, what would it be? Um, ooh, that's tricky. Um, well, I can't think of anything. <laughs> so you're, just, you're doing it well, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I think we're doing it very well. Um, uh, I think working out what the next steps are because look you know it's no use just producing content if you aren't producing a distribution network as well how are you going to distribute out that content and that really is building out your social media uh, cha- um, channels as well so what's next after that after you train up your uh, understand the stories you're going to tell train your experts up build your social media up uh, and it's a great thing to do. What's next after that? I think that's what we're thinking about at the moment. I guess there is one other question I'll sneak in. Um, working with a large corporation like ANZ, it must be very tempting, and I guess there must be people in the organisation that just want to talk about ANZ and how great ANZ is. How do you get buy-in from other C-level executives to say, hey, we need to tell a more interesting story here than just spruik our products and services? Well, we have uh, a number of sites. So we have our internal site, Max, and that's great for... Um, you know, self-congratulations, and this is wonderful. Uh, and so we say to executives, that story goes on max. And then, of course, we have ANZ News, which is uh, a section on Blue Notes, where we do have ANZ News, but it's told from a kind of journalistic, um, straight way. Uh, but most of the stories on Blue Notes, of course, are thought leadership and don't even mention ANZ. So uh, it's very clear channels and very easy for people to understand where their content is best going to serve its audience. Amanda Gome, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Troy. Lauren Quaintance is, uh, also comes from a journalistic background and is co-founder and head of content at uh, Storiation, which is a Sydney content marketing agency. She's highly respected in the industry and her opinions on content marketing have appeared in The Guardian, Mumbrella, B&T, Marketing Magazine and CMO. Prior to launching Storiation, Lauren edited some of Australasia's highest circulating magazines, including Good Weekend, The Sydney Magazine and The Sunday Magazine and also held senior roles at Fairfax Media, including Managing Editor of Fairfax Magazine and most recently, General Manager of Travel. Lauren Quaintance, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, For those that don't know who you are and what your current um, role is at Storiation, just tell us a little bit about your background and what you're currently doing with Storiation. 
Sure. I'm head of content and, and a co-founder at Storiation, which is a boutique marketing agency in Sydney. And uh, my background is that I'm ex-Fairfax Media. I was a general manager and publisher, editor-in-chief at Fairfax for several years here in Australia. And um, I guess that at Storiation what we do is we use that, that publisher experience. We come at content marketing very much from a publisher approach. So we are here at Content Marketing World in Sydney. Um, by your definition, what is content marketing? Well, content marketing, it's a broad church, and um, I'm married to a creative director of a creative agency, and if you asked him, he'd have a very different definition of content (laughs) to me. Um, For him, it's probably some sort of cartoon short film series, something kind of um, funny and entertaining. I guess for us at Storiation, it is very much about authentic um, communication that really solves a problem for the audience. So it's it's, it's inspiring, it's informative, um, and it's not so much um, that kind of wackier end of... uh, of content. Sure. Um, and so for the average small business marketer or small business owner whose eyes glaze over when you talk about content marketing, what's the number one reason that they should be paying attention to this content marketing thing and, and, and why they should be using it for their business? Well, if you consider uh, that you know the, the marketing landscape has completely shifted, it doesn't matter whether you're a small business or you're a major corporation, people are skipping television ads, they're binning direct mail, um, they're avoiding banner ads like the plague. I mean, I, I read something recently that you're more likely to be hit by lightning than click on a banner ad. <laughs> so you really need to, you don't have any choice but to consider content marketing because the landscape has shifted so fundamentally. People are blocking out messages that become more sophisticated. But actually, um, 70% of people surveyed say that they would actually like to hear about a company through stories. You know that they that that's much more uh, they're much more open to that than they are to hearing from story um, from companies through ads. And it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Because um, uh, someone I was speaking to earlier was saying, you know, that we've grown up listening to stories around the campfires, around the kitchen table, and that stories are far more engaging than marketing messages. So for those who are thinking about employing a content marketing strategy, what's the first thing they should do before they hit the publish button? Well, I think that um, the first thing to do is to really understand who your audience is. You know, you really need to know not just basic demographic information, but psychographic information. What is it that they, what is it that makes them tick? What is it that, um, what they think and feel? What are their wants and needs? Because that's what you're trying to solve for them. You know, you need to put your audience at the centre, not your brand um, at the centre of what you do in content marketing. So understanding that audience is absolutely fundamental. And the second thing, if I'm allowed a second, I know you only asked sure. for one, <laughs> is, um, is that I would say that setting clear and measurable goals of what success looks like is absolutely crucial because so many companies are unable to articulate what they want to achieve through content. Is it social shares? Is it website traffic? Is it just thought leadership in your industry? Is it sign-ups to your EDM or your blog? You know, really what is it that you're trying to achieve? Pick one or two clear goals and then measure those. Mm, That's great um, actionable advice. Um, What is the, this is a tricky question, but if you could wave a magic wand in the next seven days and fix one thing about the content market marketing strategies that you're working on, what would that be? What would be the one thing that you'd like to improve? Well, I think it would be that. It would be that having marketers being able to to articulate a clear goal. Too often we see too many goals or goals that are actually conflicting. So I think it's really figuring out what do you want content to do for you? What does success look like? And that's um, because that makes that makes the strategies very hard to create and execute. And we don't do both content creation and content strategy. Um, and the strategies where there aren't clear goals are very, very difficult to execute. And, they, and, they, and then they're not going to succeed in the same ways um, that the others that, that do have clear goals will. Lauren, thank you very much for your time. Thank you.
Well, I hope you enjoyed this special two-part episode of the WP Elevation podcast as much as I enjoyed putting it together. Of course, I got to travel up to Sydney and hang out with some amazing people and learn lots of really cool stuff about content marketing. Uh, Everything related to part two of this podcast, all the show notes and the links to all of the people I interviewed will be at wpelevation.com slash cmworldsydney2. That is cmworldsydney and then the number two. Uh, That's all one word, all lowercase. And again, please leave me a comment under this part two of this episode uh, and tell me the biggest takeaway, the most valuable thing that you got out of listening to uh, the wrap-up of day two of Content Marketing World Sydney. And of course, you can subscribe to the podcast if you want to learn more about online marketing and running a WordPress-based business using content marketing and online strategies and servicing clients and and building cool stuff with WordPress, then this is the podcast for you. Uh, You can subscribe at iTunes and please leave us a rating and a review if you like what we're doing because it really helps us come up in the search results. Uh, You can check out more about our programs at wpelevation.com. Of course, my name is Troy Dean and until we speak again, go elevate.